Hey folks, one of the Redneck Country Podcast. You're on with Real Redneck Todd. And of course, we've got the almost guy, Real Redneck Bill Tom. Bill, are you there? Good evening, everybody. It's a beautiful day for a podcast. It's a beautiful day for a podcast. Right on. And sitting beside me, as always, for 41 years of my life. 41 years. <laughs> Did I let that out? I mean, yeah, I, I doubled my age because that's how I feel with him sitting yeah. beside me for that long. Is my father, the patriarch of redneck country, real redneck, Dom Millard. Dad, are you there? Yeah, and I walked over for this abuse. <laughs> it's, it's a great night for a podcast, but it's cold out there. I had to wear two coats tonight, two hoodies. And it's colder in here. <laughs> yeah, I, I bet. I tell you right now, we got snow. And what do they say? To, to add for chaos, add water. So it, for chaos, add snow. We got snow up here this morning, and I tell you what, the roads stop. I was going to say, it's is it the first nuts. snowfall drive of the year? It's yeah. always, and I don't even care if it's like there's three flakes. It's all of a sudden everybody is just running into everybody. Yeah, it was silly. I mean, it, it took me. And I texted you and I said, hey, I'm running late. It's not because of anything else besides the, the driving conditions created people's uh, chaos. They, they got into lulled into a sense of security where they didn't need to put their winter tires on, I don't think. I was going to say that. Up to That's the excuse every time they get a fender better. Their insurance company's like, well, why, how did this happen? Or the police report, oh. My winter tires, my 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 garage couldn't get them on. <laughs> I had mine on in, in October by Thanksgiving. There's no excuses. You're There's the no reason excuses. we got snow. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> now, you know, I tell you what, who's the reason? It's my kid. My kid put his Christmas tree up a couple weeks ago. The night after, we got a couple uh, light dusting of snow. <laughs> like, it just... It's way too early for, for Christmas trees. Yeah, my, snow, I guess, we're, we're there. My family put it up this weekend. They beat. They wanted to beat Grandpa. Did they beat Grandpa? No, I had it up a week ago. <laughs> I had the outside done. I had the tree up, and I had the the whole inside of the house is all ready for Christmas. Oh, good grief. They wanted to beat you. I thought they did. No, Megan yeah. asked me, you got your tree up yet? And I said, I sure do. And she went, dang it. So I don't know whether she was going to try again next year or not, but they have trouble beating me. <laughs> huh? October first. Good grief! Yeah, I know. And Jen, Jen was pushing and saying, "After Remembrance Day, after Remembrance Day." And I'm a big Remembrance Day fan. I mean, we've had family uh, that are veterans the whole nine yards. But I'm like, okay, to me, I'm just because Christmas decorations are up doesn't mean I'm not gonna still honor Remembrance Day. And like every day should be Remembrance Day, and I'm not gonna. So to me, I don't care. Put your Christmas decorations up whenever you want. But Jen was was yeah. pushing them not until after Remembrance Day, but they wanted to beat Grandpa, and they still didn't beat you. No, I had them up. <laughs> I just didn't light them till after Remembrance Day. But I had them ready. I wanted to get them up in the warm weather. Yeah, that's that's kind of uh, key. Typically, we uh, you know Candace will. Last year was the first year we put lights up on the house because I, I couldn't be bothered. Honestly, <laughs> and she'll decorate the, the walkway and put lights in the house. The Christmas is stuff inside. It blows up after Thanksgiving. Halloween stuff goes away. But last yep, year, yep. I, I put the Christmas lights up. And this year, none of them work. So that was money well spent, <laughs> i tell you right now. <laughs> so we haven't done many outdoor decorations. And I'm talking really lowly because Jen <laughs> yeah. can hear me. But I will say that I don't have to worry about the blow up ones anymore because the snow blower might have taken them out. <laughs> 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 oh, oops. <laughs> yeah, it happens. Eh? 
Well, it was a deer. I had to take it down. The only thing about those blow-up ones, in our neighborhood, there's a lot of them. But through the day, it looks like there's a drive-by shooting. They're all laying dead in the yard. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I will tell you that our decorator, I felt bad when I ran over the Rudolph one. We've actually patched it. And uh, because the person that is responsible for kicking this podcast off and dropping off all the gear and making the studio the way it is and making our intro music and and making an, a, another intro music that I'm not sure you totally heard Bill but the um day one we we always do the Santa Claus parade and then everybody comes back to our place and this year of course because of covid ain't happening but one year we came back and they were like they came and they're like, oh, we got to leave early when we were up. And I'm like, okay, whatever. You come back to our place. Oh, we might, we might. Well, when we got back to our place, I've got a Santa Claus on our front lawn that blows up huge. It's got a bow in its hand that they had constructed with an arrow. And then they have a red line of lights going to Rudolph laying down a blow up Rudolph laying down. And then like a pool of red lights, like it had been shot by Santa and, That's and awesome. that was so that is where we got our, our decorations. So less less Thomas Redneck Country Music Studios. We do appreciate it. So but that also leads me to Bill. So like a couple of weeks ago when I was producing podcast, I think it was 43. I snuck in. He, he hit me with from him listening to the podcast. He hit me with another intro and he's like, you got to you got to swap this in. <laughs> and so I just popped it in there and. I was expecting some pandemonium, but I'm not sure that you got to hear it. So I was pretty, dad, did you get to hear it? I've listened to every podcast. Did you hear it? I I heard it, but I think it it didn't really sink in. Episode 44. Yeah. So I'm going to play it right now for everybody just because I snuck it in. And dad, you can hear it for the first time here. Hopefully it comes through. Okay. Hello, blokes. This is Sir William Tom of Redneck Country Podcast. I heard that. I hear <laughs> sit with my queen's tea in my hand. My queen's my faithful tea. faithful hunting chihuahua taco at my side. <laughs> and we are coming at you. <laughs> I heard hilarious. that. I was just rounding the first corner of my walk and it stopped <laughs> yeah. me short. And I went, What the heck? Then I, I realized Sir William Tom, my that, trusty awesome. chihuahua, hunting chihuahua taco. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Uh, it was awesome. When he said that to awesome. me, I was I was crapping a chicken. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> and said, DJ, you might have to pull over. I'm going to have to pee a little bit. <laughs> that was fantastic. <laughs> So no, yes, last appreciate him. Keep them coming, my man. Yeah, I got my tea in hand right now. No chihuahua, but I've got the tea in hand as we speak. Sitting in the sunroom trying to keep warm here. Oh, that's too awesome. So yeah, yeah. so I was pretty pumped on Anybody that. that looks out, and there's a lot of the neighbors, I take the same route. A lot of the neighbors wave. Even if they're driving by, they wave. They know now. They come out and talk to me. I do it so much. But anybody walk when I'm listening to the podcast, anybody looks out and I'm laughing to myself, but they cannot see me connected to my hearing aids through my phone because it's wireless. <laughs> and, and you know, when he's I, lost it, I stop dead and start to laugh in the middle of the road. You know, 
they got to think something's weird going on, and it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your your son burned you again. <laughs> yeah, just keep bail money in your, your your sock there, Don, on your walk, just in case they pick you up and take you in. Yeah, because we ain't coming to get you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's too awesome. So yeah, no, yeah. thank you, Les. I love it. It was it was absolutely. We're gonna get Les on one of these days. He's he's gonna come on the podcast one of these days. Good deal. All so, right. So where are we going, where are we going this week? week? Yeah. That was my question. Yeah, but I asked it first. So uh, but did you? I asked it louder. Going. So I think I yeah. win. In the Millard household, when you ask the loudest, you win. That's there. just, so, <laughs> Megan just said, amen to that. <laughs> That's how we were raised. <laughs> I think we better talk a little bit more about some, uh, some controlled hunt. The controlled hunt. You. And I had a question that was posed to me. From last week's podcast, actually. From somebody else? Really? Yep. yep. That, that's somebody awesome. else. They said, uh, what do you mean you ran out of buck tags? Well, what do you mean? You, what do you mean? What do you mean? So part of, part of the, uh, one of the questions that you asked on the, uh, or said on the podcast was um, that one year you had to, uh, to not shoot. Oh, uh, couldn't uh, shoot a buck when I walked up on it. Right. And yeah. the question was, the question was. I thought that everybody who bought a license in Ontario automatically got a buck tag. Absolutely. Thought, well, that, that's a great question because not everybody hunts the quote unquote controlled hunt. Correct. So that may not be uh, a common knowledge thing. So do you want to, you want to explain yeah, that? Yeah. Well, and they, they, they've done it for Bo as well, but, but you're right. So the tag you buy is a buck tag. If you don't, and, and it depends if you apply or just go in and buy it at the store, right. For, the, the controlled hunt versus the bow hunt and all that fun stuff. But so, so you're absolutely right. Buck or a doe uh, in the controlled hunt is that one tag. And then many years for many years this year, they didn't do it. They, they gave out some additional doe tags only for archery in our area, but very limited. I didn't get one. My brother-in-law did. And yep. then he messaged me the day after, Hey, did you get your uh, extra tag? Why didn't you message me yesterday? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I, I didn't, I didn't get one, but he got one. He got an extra doe tag. And so th that's typically what they do. Well, they also used to, and, and as recent as I did last year, or the year before, I don't remember. I don't think they did last year, but in a, it, it's all by area. It's all by the, the deer count. So they say, and there's arguments yep. on what drives the deer count, right? Insurance companies, everything else. We can make a whole other podcast on that. I've had many yeah. conversations with many people in places of power, but regardless. So um, really what they do is they'll, they'll announce, okay, some years they've had upwards of six additional doe only tags. In your area. In our area. And so, because I remember the the one year they wanted to bring, they had a big meeting. They wanted to bring a shotgun season in. And we've always been muzzle loader only. And so what they call is the antique firearm zone, right? So muzzle loader only, and it's tough to call it antique firearms now when even oh, some yeah. muzzle loaders are, are smokeless powder depending on, right? And so, but regardless, as long as it's muzzle loading, you can use it. So they wanted to bring that in and a bunch of, they, they did those meetings where they go and they'll have it at the arena and you can go and have your piece and, and say what you need to say. And then it, they kind of weigh how they're going to do it. So, so many people were against the shotgun season and people that are listening to this going, man, I wanted that shotgun season. Well, the reason being that a lot of people didn't want it was because you go out there with a shotgun, you got three shots automatically in our area versus a single shot with a black powder. 
And then you've also got a lot more range because you're rolling a slug with smokeless powder with a lot more feet per second than a black powder and uh, or a muzzle loader. So the the uh, and then uh, some some concerns of safety. I mean, that's always a given when uh, you know a black powder bullet's not going to be as fast or as far as dangerous, as bad as that is to say, as a shotgun slug, because that slug, you can move it with smokeless powder. So it's got a lot yep. more range. So that's the the theories. Now, again, I'm not always one for the, the safety side, because as a hunter, it's your responsibility to know the direction you're shooting, to make sure that you're alone, you're not shooting, you're always shooting in a safe direction. That is why that's dad- your- primary focus as a hunter is to do this safely. Number one, number one safety. So dad will not hunt deer with a gun unless he's in a tree stand. Am I right on that, dad? Yeah, I don't like sitting on the ground at all. I really like, since we got the tree stands, I like that because you're not, you never shoot up. And yeah, you're always shooting down. Yeah, you never know where the arc of that bullet is going to carry. And typically... Uh, when you're shooting down, it's going to go into the ground long before it becomes lethal or, or hits, you know, across the field or whatever. And because you're sitting up and because people don't shoot up, they're never going to shoot into the bush or beside a tree where you might be sitting. Yeah. So dad, that, that is the, yeah, that's a safety conscious, right? So he won't, that's why we have so many like 18 tree stands through this concession. So you can go wherever you want, but you get up and you're safe and then you're don't have to worry because you're, you're only shooting. I mean, in a lot of our stands, you can't even see a hundred yards for the deer, but in the ones that you can, you're still shooting on that downward angle. And so, you know, you can see where the bullets going versus shooting straight across. If you were shooting a slug out of a, out of a shotgun, it could travel to where your eyes can't see that far kind of thought process. Right. So anyway, that being said, that's the safety side of it. But a bunch of guys, the other kicker was the decimating of the deer population. And the whole reason that this meeting was coming is because this antique uh, rifle season in our area had managed the deer so well, they, they need to have this meeting. That, holy crap, we have an overpopulation and overabundance of deer. We need to make a shotgun season so more deer can be taken. And so it was got together and said, you know what? Instead of that, why don't you just let us shoot more deer? Yeah. Like we're tagged out by Tuesday, maybe Monday on some years, we get one day to hunt. So let us buy more tags. And so I remember that year they announced it. And I remember Scotty went and waited in line overnight with his daughter. He was actually interviewed and put in the paper. Um, but, and they camped out and there was a lineup forever around it, but didn't probably even need to because you could get six extra tags per person. That's crazy that you guys so, have that opportunity to get so many tags. Right. And, and not to mention the money grab because holy jumping. Now we had to stop and go, wait, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. It was like, I don't know what it was at the time, 38 bucks a tag or something like yeah. that per yeah. tag. But then <laughs> if you're not butchering the deer, which you take that week off and then you got to go back to work the next week, you don't have time to butcher that many deer yeah. if you get that many. So you're paying. Well, now we pay our butcher 75 bucks a deer, regardless of size. So it can be a double-edged sword depending on the size of deer you shoot. But yep. so we pay, our, we pay. Up yeah, yeah. So you pay. Well, and then you start doing the math. Well, if I buy six tags, automatically that's like 38 bucks, whatever it was times six, but then you're 75 bucks times six. And then on top of that, that's plus, then you get your buck tag, which is your seventh tag. Like that's so that's crazy. Yeah, really. It's, it's, there, it's a lot of, I can't say there was a lot of people that bought that, but definitely a couple extra tags. Yeah, for like sure. For I mean, it would sure. be nice to to have a couple extra tags 
for our areas and stuff too, but it's, it's different. I, I like the concept and we don't have it in Ontario as far as I know of the earn a buck tag. I was going to say, you're going to say shoot a doe first, state. take it in and then go get a buck. Yeah. Because there's a lot of people that don't fill tags, even be, even though they have them in their pockets because they're looking for El Jefe 12 point, the stud walking through the bush. Yep. And by the end of the season, they don't have that, that tag filled. And you know what? To tweet your own. That that's awesome. If you're out there looking for a big buck to, uh, to it is what it put is, on the right? wall and stuff, yeah. it is. Uh, whatever. I'm not I'm not uh, you know saying anything against that. But what I am saying is to control the deer population as a hunting community, if we had enough deer that we could have in some areas, not all, the earn a buck program, then then it may be an opportunity to I will have even both I am that. not that guy that has to i i mean don't get me wrong up until controlled hunt i am monster buck hunting i'm not that guy that's going to hold my tag right and 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 then have tag soup at the end right but uh, and and fortunately i don't think i i could have i would have to just because of the area i know where the does are and i know where i could go and, and fill that tag but that being said i believe not being one of them that every one of these big buck hunters want that earn a buck tag yeah, probably. because it manages the dough. The whole theory behind it, right, is it manages the dough population. The less doughs you got, ratios. yeah, the buck to dough ratios, you're going to get them big boys up yep. on their feet having to find more doughs. And I agree with that wholeheartedly from what I can see. And you know what? I, I'll tell my story about, about uh, one of the doughs I shot a little bit later on in the podcast here, but uh, the dough I shot, not one of them, but uh, and it, it has to do with that mentality in my mind. If I have a tag in my pocket, I like the the meat in the freezer. I don't need to, to shoot a big buck during. It's nice. And believe me, if one walks out, I'm not going to pass it up. But I like the thought of being able to to fill a tag and um, you know have that meat in the freezer at the end of the season too. Yeah. You know what I just did? What? I just knocked my teacup off the the <laughs> seat here. And Can I tell you why? Everywhere Can I, I tell you why? You mentioned big bucks, and that's a manly thing. <laughs> and therefore, your your subconscious kicked in and was like, and just pushed that as I'm a man. I don't need that tea. I'm talking about bucks. <laughs> oh, that that's. Oh, you that broke your teacup. Cup. Well, now we got to get some favorite cup. Some ever. redneck country coffee mugs and yeah, we'll, we'll was, let you put tea in it i went down to nashville to antique archaeology uh the place oh, where now you're gonna make me feel bad that, and i broke that cup just now <sighs> can we have a moment of silence for bill's cup you can play taps or something now <laughs> I, I know how you feel bill that's okay. why i always buy two see that's it now. now we have to get redneck country coffee mugs it's coming it's, yeah, it has to happen derailed, yeah, I wanted derailed a, the conversation i wanted a mug from count customs in las vegas oh, so geez. i made sure i got two huh? you know oh, you're gonna break one he, he he brought me back a mug once from a shopping trip in the states and when i got it the handle had been glued back on because he had <laughs> yeah. dropped it carrying it into the house <laughs> i remember <laughs> that uh, didn't you buy two? <laughs> what oh i only get one <laughs> I'll fix this fella up here. Uh, it'll be it'll be just fine. Uh, All right, sorry, sorry, Motet. Hey, total total tangent. It's it's like it's contagious. I like it. But, but this sorry. not not having buck tags left. That's happened happened to Todd more than once. 
See, oh it, yeah, it drives yeah. me nuts. I walk in and and I had a monster. I mean, we we had one. I think it was riddled with arthritis. And I had gone to pick up Dad in his stand and happened to look over the edge of the ravine. And when I looked over the edge down in the bottom, there was this. He's a monster. I mean, he was 10, 12 points and just a horse. And he was running with a couple does at the bottom. And I could have taken the shot, but to me. It was still, I was pretty green at this time, but I'm like, that's a long ways. When really straight down is not a long ways. It may be straight down a long ways, but that bullet is, it's not a long ways. It, it'll, it'll fire true. And so I didn't. And so later in that week we were doing a drive and dad had stayed home because we only had a couple doe tags left. And so it was me, dad's buddy, Bob and Rick. And so I went on this little mini drive. I put them down as blockers. And I said, there's a bed and area up top. I'm going to walk up. I'm going to walk around that bed and area and come down. Anything up there is going to come down over this hill. You guys be ready. And so I got up there and out of the bed and area jumped up that same monster buck with a couple does and he was he like arthritis riddled. He was hobbling. He wasn't running. And I, I put my gun up and I could have pulled the trigger 16 times. And it just wouldn't happen if you had a buck tag in your pocket. And I had to go down the hill and go, hey, guys, I just seen that giant again. And Bob, oh, Toddy, and we ain't got a buck tag. And I had to let it go. It happened right at the bottom, too. And you were in the high stand, the 18 footer that one walked out and you didn't have a buck tag come on that little bit of a cornfield oh yeah like yeah 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 so it's sometimes a curse having that many tags you got to stay in the woods with only a doe tag yeah and that's and that's the conversation that we were just having there was um you for the controlled hunt get drawn for one or the other yep you can't, it, it, your tag will tell you what it, what it is. So just because you got a doe tag for the bull hunt or for the rest of the season, the controlled hunt is just what it is, either a buck or a doe. <laughs> so that's, that's how you, you ran out of buck tags is because you had a tag that said for antlerless only. We, well, yeah, you, that, that no extra doe tags available. Yeah. There you go. So. Yeah. yeah, so I had a really nice conversation with uh, the, uh, a lady from the MNR today. Just, and I think I, I raised a little bit of a <laughs> a problem. You I was, called the MNR? Yeah, for another reason for for a clarity because for, for hides for hats. Clarity. Oh, hides yeah. for hats. Let's get so into that because Dad's a little. I sh- I just had to throw out a bunch of hides. <laughs> yeah. So what I was trying to say, uh, I was trying to get every year that you go to the Hides for Hats Depot, you get uh, two crests. Uh, you get your Hides for Hats crest as well as your ministry patch. Yep. Successful I, big I game collect, hunter. I collect every one of them for every year that I've been a successful big game hunter. So this year they didn't have any crests for the MNR at the Hides for Hats Depot. Right. So I, I'm trying trying to find them. So I called. My my local MNR office and they they directed me to somebody who directed me to somebody who was totally misinformed. <laughs> so I ended up calling calling Peterbilt uh, today and I spoke to a really nice lady who was just as shocked as I was that this year's MNR crests are coming from the enforcement side of uh, the MNR, not the uh, uh, district offices. 
So if you go, so you got to get arrested get, or you got to get right. like investigated. Stop. Exactly. <laughs> if, if poacher MNR over officer, here, poacher over here. Just kidding, <laughs> exactly. buddy. Can I have a patch? <laughs> that's exactly what it was. Right. The, the MNR lady was shocked that they couldn't get these patches from anywhere else besides from uh, enforcement officer. Like so, if you want, it one comes this year, with a piece of paper. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So here's a here's sure a, in, a meeting correct. invite and your patch. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for participating in our uh, program. Here's your patch. But, so, no doubt. But yeah. So anybody who's looking to to get a to get a patch. Well, yeah, we are. So that's way. that's good to oh, know. So we got to call our local enforcement officer. Well, I know how to get a hold yep. of him right quick. I, I know right <laughs> where to go stand. <laughs> Somebody will call him. He'll he'll yeah. come without me even trying to get a hold of him. <laughs> so but, I'll just yeah, be like, what so, took you so long? Six patches. Yeah. Cough them up, brother. Seven. <laughs> we need seven. <laughs> oh, I like it. There you go. Anybody that's, uh, I don't like to get into the rules and stuff uh, too much, but I called the, like, I, I try to be informed on everything based on what I can interpret from the, the book and stuff, but the patches was one of those things I didn't know how to do this year. So <laughs> there's a public service announcement on the Redneck Country Podcast. <laughs> I like it. I like it. And dad, you needed to know that, go. right? Because we're trying yeah, to get Yeah, Rick left a message already. I, I got to check with him later now to see if he got a call back because Rick collects them too. And well, we all do, but Rick really does not want to miss one. And yeah. so he said he'd look after it this year. So I haven't heard how he's making out. And I'll have to check with him and inform him if he hasn't got a call back yet. Yeah, that's, that's so. where, that's where they're. So that was a 45 minute conversation with the, the, the <laughs> MNR office today. So. I love it. Whether you're, you're calling your your local cell phone provider, cable provider, or a government office, you can guarantee it's going to be an hour long conversation. That, that's what it is. I, <laughs> they better have good music. Up my lunch. <laughs> I told the lady, she goes, "Can I put you on hold?" I said, "I got my lunch here." Yeah. She was back in fifteen I'm, minutes. I'm not surprised. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> what are you going to warm so, up? I'm having tacos with my chihuahua. Yeah. <laughs> not my new teacup anymore. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, that's, so, that's awesome. All right. All right. Yeah. Where are we going? Okay. Controlled hunt. Yeah. Enough rambling and rantings. So I want to hear some Bill Tom stories. Yeah. We got, uh, we got some stories. I want to hear the, uh, where the almost guy wasn't almost. Well, I tell you where the, the, the almost guy wasn't almost, uh, on a couple occasions this year, but uh, I'll get into it by saying we had a really, really successful year seeing 39 deer between the Saturday after or Halloween was Saturday, if I'm not mistaken, 31st of Saturday, 39 deer. How did you keep track of it? Did you like call your wives to mark it on the board? (laughs) We we had a, one of those tickers that when people go through the, the the entrance at a concert, it was (laughs) guys, I almost shot this 12 point, but I was too busy clicking the dough that ran by me first. (laughs) Yeah, we, he heard you know, me. You know the from the from the alliance. The, oh, uh, oh, the alliance, the 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 alliance. Yeah, we had uh, a a, a couple doe tags, and uh, my brother and TJ uh, only had buck tags. So you know, we we made the rules uh, that the person who got the uh, the uh, luck of having a doe tag was 
you know, Tuesday at noon was able to keep that in their pocket and harvest and the other guys were shooting bucks. So I got up to the hunt camp, uh, on, on Halloween and my brother had already harvested a turkey, which we got a story bring him in on. itself. We got to bring him I, on for that. Story. I'm not even going to get into that story because it's a story in <laughs> itself. And, and all I can tell you is everything you know about turkey hunting, throw it out the window for how he got this bird. Did he so, make it? Just he, tell me, did he make it happen? He made it happen. There's no question in my mind. I wasn't there for it, but the story and the video and, and everything afterwards told me he, he made it happen. Okay. Here's, <laughs> here's what I want to do. I'm, I'm going to do this. So make it happen at 28 minutes into this podcast, roughly uh, give or take. Cause we have the intro music. So like 28, 30, anybody that's listening right here, if you post on your Facebook, you share our podcast and say, made it happen. We're going to put your, your, your name in for a draw for a hat. How's that sound? I like it. Like it? I like it. Awesome. Yeah, I'm not even, I'm not even going to post this on. So you had to have made it this far into our podcast and listen to know, and therefore share it, put on there, made it happen, but you got to let us know. So reach out via Instagram messenger, redneck country messenger, show us the post or tag us in the post. And so we know we'll put your name in for a draw for a hat. I like it. That's awesome. Awesome. Okay. So yeah. So there we go that, uh, he made it happen and, uh, we'll get him on there if he wants to, which I'm sure he will tell the story. And, uh, so uh, by the time I got up to the hunt camp, uh, it, we already had a successful week because we, we, we harvested an animal. <laughs> so, but I got, uh, into the stand on, um, Saturday afternoon being at uh, the bull hunt. Uh, we were going to be a little bit selective and you know, those, those times that you've always said, or you've said, well, I got in the stand and I instantly had deer underneath me. Yeah. Oh, that hardly ever happens to me. Hardly ever. Does it so almost I, happen? It, it doesn't even almost happen. <laughs> How do you know me. though? It never happens. They could be yeah, like exactly. within a hundred yards. You just, it almost happened. I, and it, it, it did. So I, I get into my spot and I grab the, the disc out of my camera. Is this the Taj Mahal? It. No, this isn't the Taj Mahal. This is a stable field. Oh, okay. So this is a stable field and uh, it's a spot that I've, I've groomed this year for the first time. Uh, is this Monday? This is Saturday. Oh, on the Sal, you're, the bow. you're at the bow. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yep. Sorry. Sorry. Yep. Okay. We were able to do uh, to two, two days worth of bow hunting prior to the opener on Monday morning. And, uh, uh, yeah, so I get into the, my, the stable field and, and I grab the disc out of the camera. I get up into the tree. I put my bull on the hanger. I sit down. I look down. There's a deer underneath my tree stand. And I'm not talking, you know, 60 <laughs> yards out. I'm talking five yards underneath my tree stand. Okay, hold on. Because you are an uh, attributor admin on the Redneck Country Facebook page. And I thought it was mandatory that when that yeah. happened, you go live on Facebook. Cell service is terrible up there. It would have been pretty crazy video. So I, <laughs> Sounds I like an excuse live. to me. <laughs> I took a lot of pictures and I sent them to the Alliance. And we, uh, we all had a good laugh. The Alliance. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't believe it. They thought I was pulling their leg. That, uh, really? Eh? I, I lit, yeah, I literally, I got up on the stand and it, it, I, I sat down and the deer was underneath me in, the, in there. See, so, that's like a Scotty thing. That's like, you got in there like a ninja. 
Oh, I do. I mean, look at me. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a moving beard through the bush. That's Cousin, it. it's That's going to hunt. <laughs> it was just camel. Yeah, it was camel. Camel, no orange. So all you saw was a beard. And bad it. makeup. Yeah, I didn't even have time to put the makeup on. The face paint. The was that half underneath the tree. So it was a doe. It was a button buck. It was oh, a little wee, tiny oh. button buck right there that had two little nubs. And it it was there for an hour. Are you kidding, that eh? Solid, solid hour. It came. Is this when you walked. messaged me to tell me that it bedded down below you? That was a different time. Oh. That was a different time. That was day two. That's a story for another time. That's yeah, awesome. sorry. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this this deer came out and went right into the magic uh, mix that I, I put out there. Right in front of the camera. I had pictures of him. He went away. He came back. And then he came back. And a spiker walked out 30, I don't know. 30 yards right in front of my tree stand. So, but Scotty night, doesn't believe you right now. He's telling, he's, he's, he's somewhere yelling liar. <laughs> yeah. I, I honestly, spike bucks don't exist. Shoot the spiker. Just, just so you could show Scott it's there. It oh, exists. I, I actually, I, I think I messaged him. I said, I just passed a spiker. He kind of gave me a hard time because I, <laughs> because I passed a spiker, but yeah, I looked at that spiker over and over and over again, but because it was, Beside the smaller deer, it looked big. It really wasn't that that big in the grand scheme of things. But it was the first day, first couple hours in the tree stand. And I thought, hey, I'm not going to fill my tag this early. So yeah, no, when you got it coming like that. Passed, yeah, long story short, I, I I passed on that one. So we uh, we hunted Saturday, and then we hunted Sunday too. And I think it was the same deal. We had we had lots of deer. And you asked how we. Uh, uh, how we know every night we got back to the uh, the hunt camp, we have a whiteboard. You, it, on, you on compare board. marker lines off your arms. Yeah, we uh, unscented, we unscented markers. Board. That's it. There was no no scent. But uh, yeah, we put the marker marker on the, on the board and we uh, figured out what stand we were first. Uh, in because we name them all. I don't know if you guys do that for, for your stance. We just we well we have names, but just based on where they are, like where or who put it up, right? Like everybody knows if you said Todd stand, well you know where that is. If you said yeah. Dad stand, you know where that is, right? Typically, right. I, you can't really say Scotty stand because man, he moves so many stands and there's so many and he's, and, and they were all in place before he came pretty much. I mean, we've moved a few, but there's not really a Scott stand, but, but yeah, right. there's one over a paintball fort where they used to play paintball. So we call that the paintball one. Dad's actually got two. So you have to clarify dad's up top or dad's down below. Yeah, that's it. But we got, we got, you know, the stable fields, one Candace's corners, Candace's Corners. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. We it's got Candace's cool. Corners because that's the. It's the got a ring to block. it. The CC. You see, that's, how, that's how we put it on the board. CC. Yeah, look at corners. that. See? <laughs> so that was uh, the. Stand I could market for your stands. I could I could be your marketing, your stand marketing. You could. We, could, we could auction them off the night before. Right now, we got CC. Who wants CC? Yeah. <laughs> Who you wants Wayne's World? Wayne's, Wayne's World. Have you got a Wayne that hunts with you? Don't, but in, in the new block of bush that we got permission to hunt, the guy, I put up a stand, a permanent stand, and on the stand rail, it says Wayne's 
stand or Wayne's world or something like that. So I don't know. <laughs> it must've been Wayne's <laughs> stand and that's how like, they name it. So, but Wayne's world, uh, stable field, which back in the old days used to literally be a pig stable. And uh, there was a old well at a homestead and that sort of stuff. And, you know, 60, 70 years. See, later, we called that is, the homestead, the homestead. Yeah. But it was a pig stable, so we called it the stable field. The throne is another one, which literally is uh, on the top of a, a little <laughs> hill overlooking a ravine that they built. And a, that one's just all like week long. It's so confusing. Yeah. yeah. You going to the throne? Why are you going at eight o'clock at night? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. On, on Sunday, I, I hunted the stable field a second time and I, I saw some deer. But I didn't see any of the big big ticket bucks that I was looking for. So Sunday night, we closed up shop and uh, put away the bows and uh, got ready for the rifle hunt. I shoot a single shot 30-odd six. So when uh, when I pull the trigger, it, it, it you know, <laughs> because there's usually not a follow-up shot. And most times I get lucky enough that something drops. So <laughs> almost be a little bit. Almost. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but so Monday morning, I, I went to the Taj Mahal. Because it, it was because uh, it was freaking uh, cold. That's yeah, that's right. <laughs> it was the coldest dang day of the year though thus far. <laughs> and that's what yeah. I was gonna say. We made a mistake. So, can I interrupt you for a minute? Absolutely. Because from our standpoint, we my stand is up top. So I'm using air quotes up top of that valley we talk about. That's like the 200 yard drop and a valley and a creek runs through it. Yada yada yada. My stand, dad's stand, dad's buddy's bill stand, and typically Rick's stand opening morning all up top. Scott goes down the bottom. And so we got all, and and I think dad's buddy Bob, it was Bill was in his stand that we we would call it, it, it Bob's stand, but Bill went into it because Bill was going down the bottom. So Bill had a little more common sense than the rest of us. So we went up top and I will tell you what, anybody wants a tip from any of these stories? If it is 60 kilometer winds on top of a ravine and it's blowing in your face, drop down over that darn ravine because (laughs) it's so quiet on that ledge of that ravine that the deer are on your side of that field or that valley or that ridge because... Even if the if the wind blows so much and it goes down over that, it's gonna that edge is is it's safe. You know what I mean? It's it's That's protected right. yeah. from the wind. And so stupid us, what dad? We sat up there till ten thirty, quarter to eleven. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! And so dad's buddy Bob, that's hunted with him for fifty something years in this spot, he he'll he will tell you that you cannot argue with him. They're the coldest spot in Canada during the controlled hunt on the top of that hill, on the top of that ravine in that tree stand. And he's not wrong. My gosh, when that wind's coming in your face, whipping across this raw blank field and you're right on the edge of that ravine and it's coming down and over, holy jumping. And we sat there all morning. Cut rate three, I bet. Oh, and Scotty shot deer and Bob, I think Bob shot a deer too. Yep, down below. Yeah, Yeah, he did. He shot a buck. And so we sat up there all stinking morning. And I said, hindsight 2020, why didn't we just all get down and go over the edge? Like all we had to do is drop over that edge and sit down yeah. there, watch the bottom because the deer were down there and the protected, you didn't even know it was windy down there. And oh my gosh, yes, it was the coldest stinking day of the year. And we sat in that stinking tree stand for four and a half hours and wasted it. Not seen a deer. It not, was not, beautiful. 
Oh, yeah. I don't know what you're talking Mr. about. Mr. Taj Mahal. Beautiful. <laughs> you sent me a picture. I see it at the table. Had the heater out there again. All your stuff on the table beside oh, yeah. you. Just chilling. Yeah. yeah, you've inspired dad, by the way. Oh, yeah? You want to you tell him your plan? He's even talked to the landowner. Oh, yeah. Next year, like <laughs> I have... I have a tree stand. It's it was followed yards from the corner. It was followed with a case of beer when he talked to the to the yeah. landowner. And Rick keeps telling me I used to have it right in the corner, and Rick keeps telling me I should be back in the corner, but so I can see over the edge, I can see into the bed and area woods behind me. I can. But still the wind blows right over that edge, and but yeah, so they're gonna wind you. I'm 85 yards in a tree stand from the corner, but next year I am gonna have a 10 by 10 on stilts. And it's going to have windows you can slide open and close all the way around it. I have a 360-degree turkey chair that spins silently. <laughs> and I am going to have a heater buddy. And I am going to have my lunch and my rattling horns and my calls all laid out. And I'm going to have the floor carpeted. So if I drop anything, it doesn't make a lot of noise. And I am going to be in my Taj Mahal there next year. <laughs> Welcome to my, to my world, Don. Thank yep. you for crossing the <laughs> threshold and coming to my world. Because yep. I tell you what, you'll never go back. <laughs> yep. I said to him, any problem if I put one in the corner, not where my stand is now, but move right down into the corner so I can see. Hey, well, I don't have a problem with that. So yep. I'm <laughs> he go. even had pictures on his phone. He's like, it's going to look like this. Yeah. <laughs> so I mom have, said, might platform, as well sleep there. Leave him out there. He can sleep. I honestly thought that would be an awesome idea. <laughs> you get a little caught. My heater is there. I bring enough food. It, it just, it's perfect. Huh? To, 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 like, what are you going to do? It's perfect. <laughs> but the, the Taj Mahal is where I went. And uh, the only problem I had in the morning was the wind blew so bad it blew the pilot light out and kept blowing the pilot light out of my heater. Really? So, when that happens, I yeah. always face it so that the wind's behind it. But probably the Taj Mahal, the wind comes in and swirls around. Inside. It swirls. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> inside the Sky I'm Dome. Up, <laughs> well, I'm up, you know, <laughs> nine feet in the air. Uh, in a muddy, it, it's a tent, right? So, so up on a, a, a raised platform. So uh, it is absolutely the best spot to be on a day like to, that because I had the heater going just enough to take the chill off when it was working. And uh, my my brother, my uh, uh, his his friend TJ, were up in stands in the middle of a pine pine block with the wind blowing down down on them, and they couldn't last. You know, they, they stuck it out. I give them a lot of credit, but at the end of it, they were chilled to the bone. Yeah, I wasn't I was, checking my phone. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was just fine. I, I had, you saw, I had my table. Oh, on my yeah. table, I had my lunch. I had my calls. I had my snack. I had my tea. So I lied. The thermos there. Because I did have my, my I, I, I didn't have my heater buddy, but I had the little mini buddy that I put down between my legs that shot it. it aims up at my hands so that I could be on my phone. <laughs> so I did have that. <laughs> and it worked well. The morning, the morning wasn't great. I tell you, the morning wasn't great for deer sightings because I, I, I stuck it out till 10 o'clock and my, my, my stomach had other ideas uh, for me staying the whole day. I had it all planned out where I, I had two, two, uh, two sandwiches for, for the morning and two sandwiches for the afternoon, plus my snacks and all that stuff. So I went, I had to go back to the hunt camp for, for uh, 20 minutes. And that's all it was just enough to go <laughs> to the throne. I had to go to the other throne. See, and that's day. why you can't sleep there 
overnight. Yeah. <laughs> the the problems of uh, <laughs> no plumbing enough. You need to put yeah, you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> septic bed in there. <laughs> yeah, but so I I got I got back in and then I went back out to the, the, the Taj Mahal and I was prepared to have an all afternoon hunt. Well, all afternoon hunt didn't last until uh, one. I don't know. Call it about ten after one. And at 10 after one, I just finished glassing. So the way I sit in my tent, I pretty much give up. I love it. Okay. Can I ask a question? What's wrong with saying using the binoculars? I don't know. Because it's called glassing, right, Bill? Dad says it's, well, I I glass the field. I was was glassing around. Yes. That's what it's called. <laughs> You're not wrong. I was I was looking out that field. How could you see that far? I had binoculars. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> I was I was glassing the field. I was glassing the field, <laughs> and I I could see. I come upon uh, this rare bird. <laughs> yeah, it was a northern flicker. <laughs> in the in my. In my tent in the Taj Mahal, I could one spot I can see 256 yards. I got a range finder, I the range right back to where my brother walks into his pine pine block back there. It's 256 yards to that spot. Obviously, I'm not going to take that shot. I wouldn't. It's not not something I want. But I can see there, and I can see um, 60 yards out at to my 12 o'clock, and then pretty much to my three o'clock, I give up but I open the window just in case something happens to maybe walk there. Well, that just happens to be over top of my snack table. So I just finished glassing from uh, the front of me all the way around. And I got a little bit hungry for a snack and I turned around and there's a deer 60 yards to my three o'clock right behind the spot where I had no business wanting to look for deer. And the only way I saw that deer was because I went for a snack off my table. <laughs> so, well, you passed the holy, it's a deer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I said rock wasn't there before. And sure enough, that rock wasn't a rock. It was a, was a deer. So it's Monday. It's Monday at one o'clock. I've got a doe tag in my pocket. It's a doe. I didn't know this at the at particular second because I, I just saw a deer. Nice body. I mean. It's a Monday morning uh, or Monday uh, deer, which to me is is a deer that you should be putting on the pole and and, and harvesting if you got a tag in your pocket. But I looked at this this animal and I said, debated and debated whether I was going to take it or not. You debated too so long, didn't you? I well, no. It, uh, the story gets it gets pretty good here because I I look at this deer and now the, it, she's. 35 yards uh to my three o'clock and i got the the gun out the the window and i'm i'm waiting for her to give me a shot and that now where i'm hunting is in a, a newer well, 30 odd six at 30 yards shouldn't you just take her eyeballs out <laughs> well it, it, uh, <laughs> i could not see the body or her she walked out of my just pull the trigger in her direction the concussion's yeah. going to give her a heart attack she's going down I'm a little bit more precise than you are. I don't uh, shoot by volume approach. I shoot by the singular pick a spot and, and make a good shot approach. So this, this deer comes uh, into the into the pines, the little the new pines. And I can't see her now. 
She's totally covered. And now I'm texting the guys, hey, I've got a doe here. She doesn't have a, a buck with her, doesn't have any fawns with her. She fits the bill of what we're looking for. If we're going to fill a doe tag, we're going to do that. I think I'm going to take her. And the guys are like, yeah, if she's a good enough size. And I'm like, good enough size. Now I'm second guessing. You so tell me it, it, well, then I hate size. that. So let me tell you <laughs> yeah. that the number one thing that bothers the crap out of me is when one doe comes in. And I shouldn't because if a doe comes in with two fawns, I probably wouldn't shoot it anyway. And you can tell which one's mama. But that's my number one thing is how do you know that's a full size doe and not a first year fawn? Yep. And it drives me nuts that I'll sit there and I'm looking at the ears and I'm looking at the snout and I'm looking at the tail. How big are the ears? How big's the snout? What's the snout to ear ratio? And your second yep. guy, I know where you're at because you I don't did, want to I shoot a smaller deer and you're going, crap. No. And I shot the biggest doe of my life. Do you remember that, Dad? I was in that really, really tall tree stand down along the creek edge. Yeah. And this, I was, you're so high that everything looks small. But it was the first deer I shot out of this freaking thing. And this doe was walking and I thought, I waited and waited. Do I shoot or do I not? And you know, it was a 70 yard shot. It's still a distance. I can't really tell. And so I put it on her and I thought, you know what? She's going to be out of sight. We got a doe tag, pull the trigger, boom, and watch her run and fall. And I went, oh, then I'm really worried because she died way too fast because a little one will die pretty yeah. quick. Right. And I'm like, and you never make the awesome, awesome shots, uh, the hundred yard running shots on a full size doe, then drop them. But you do when they're fawns. So I'm like, so I got down and I went and it was the biggest doe I had ever shot. She was creeping through those, those tall weeds and was ducked down going through trying because we had three, four of us down there and she was trying to get out between us all was the theory. And she was just, she was a huge doe, but I was second guessing that I I second guessed for a good two, three minutes, which when you're about to pull the trigger on a deer, that's a long freaking time. Well, when I, the, the funny thing about this is when I first texted the, the, the Alliance and I said, I've got a, uh, a <laughs> texted who texted who uh, the yeah. Alliance, <laughs> but we, uh, I, I said, I got a doe here between the time that happened, my, the guys, uh, TJ and my brother, I guess are texting back. Well, do we pack up now? Cause they know me if, if it fits the bill, I'm not waiting. I, I'm going to pull the trigger on it. Even though I, I second, third guess, I, I'd like to, to fill a tag and have some meat in the pole, but I second guess and third guess. And then it walked through my shooting lane a second time. I'm like, well, now I just messed up twice waiting and thinking you're and trying mad. to get a good, <laughs> good deal. Now I'm getting annoyed and it, it turned and, and came back. I thought it was going to walk down to the swamp behind me and it didn't. And I said to the guys, if this deer presents me a shot, I'm going to take it. Well, my dad says, and I took a picture and all in the picture, all you can see is its head. And it, I didn't have a shot then. I mean, it's 30 yards. I could have taken the shot, but I didn't. I'm waiting for, for the front shoulder. The, <laughs> and, and then I sent the picture to the guys. And as soon as I sent the picture, the deer took a step into the shooting lane and kabang, I took the shot. The text message came from my buddy. Well, I guess it turned. <laughs> <laughs> I, I picked the spot on the front shoulder. And I took the shot and instantly that, that shoulder come up and I could tell it was hit hard, but it didn't drop right there. I'm like, how do you not drop? I would like to have one that I, I shoot it and it drops right on the spot for no tracking. <laughs> so I hear the text you. message that comes back from the guys. Hey, you, you shot, I guess it turned, whatever. 
I said, yeah, guys, it's hit hard. I know it is based on the, the, my shot. It's not down. Just hang tight. It's, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Don't, I'll don't get worry down. about it. I'm the yeah, almost I'll guy. I almost shot her. Yeah. <laughs> I, it, it almost <laughs> fell in the spot. <laughs> it did not. So I get down and I just take it slow. Uh, you know, I get to the spot. And How long did you wait? Spot. Uh, for, by the, the amount of time it took me to take off a layer of clothes because I now I don't know how far into the bush uh, bush I'm gonna have yeah, to walk. You there, you know, it, uh, get things kind of organized. Uh, uh, pack up a little, a few things into my hunting pack, and then I went down because I knew with that close that um, we do the same. Uh, I always beg Scotty to sit. In, yeah, I always beg Scotty sit and stand for give it an hour, give it an hour, give it an hour. But no, black powder, no we pretty way. much it's it's a bullet moving. You hit it good, it's going yeah. down, and yeah. But so I mean. I took it slow. I mean, it was uh, probably 10 minutes. I, I say 10 minutes by the time I got down and slowly walked over. I put a, put another round in the chamber, but I really didn't have the, much thought that I would need it. Uh, and I got to the spot exactly where I shot her and there was blood all over the place. I'm like, yeah, solid hit. And I, I tell you, it, it would have been the perfect blood trail to get a brand new hunter on to 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 walk because it was just perfect it, like the the blood was was uh in enough space you, you could ladies and gentlemen it, this episode is brought to you by the serial killer bill who has yeah, the well, perfect blood trail for, for a new hunter to be able to fly i mean you gotta these are things you gotta know right you, wow i wish i had a new hunter this is the perfect blood trail i mean the drops are so symmetrical there's uh, the exact geez. amount of spacing that you need in order to train a hound I mean, this, so I tracked this deer uh, on the uh, on the pretty good blood trail, and uh, yeah, she didn't go on a pretty good blood trail. Yep, she didn't go seventy. Okay, yards. so describe to me as much as I make fun of. Describe yep. to me the perfect blood trail, like it was a good amount of blood. You were following, yep. not a problem following that blood trail. For sure, yeah. I mean, it was a good amount of blood. I mean, you could tell. You know, you could tell which direction it was going because it was blood splatter. Like uh, where it, it ran past a tree and rubbed up that rub, rubbed up against a tree. So you could teach a new new hunter, hey, look uh, at the level on the tree where that blood spot is. You can pretty much tell it, if it's a lake shot or, or you know a good shot, bad shot based on the color of the blood, the amount, the uh, the distance between blood spots. I mean, it, it, to me, it was a, that's a good it, answer. It was just a, te- a textbook, um, a, a textbook blood trail where it led to the deer and the deer. You almost deer. make me want to retract my chirping. No, you don't. I, I know it was an almost <laughs> want to retract, but that, that's, that's my clinical answer of what I would consider to be a, a perfect blood trail to, to teach somebody to do how to, how to follow <laughs> what to look for. And, and uh, it ended up in, in uh, a nice doe. So, right yeah, on. So there you go. There's uh, congratulations. There's my, uh, yeah. Thanks. It was good. So we can after uh, after that, my brother uh, TJ, my dad, all came. We took a bunch of pictures and stuff. And uh, my my brother and TJ, it was like one one thirty in the afternoon, and they asked me, you know, you want me to come back and help you clean the deer and i'm like no no no, guys it's it's early enough in the day go go um go shoot a deer it's all good and we get (laughs) um we get back to the camp 
and we weren't even uh, there long enough to take a, a picture of the deer back in the camp and kaboom gunshot goes off and uh, and uh, my brother may have a story for the next podcast all right on comes on tell us tell us a turkey story and a deer story so i'll leave i'll leave that uh, as a yeah, leading right to, to when my brother comes on. So I think it's go. a good yeah. spot. To, that's a good story. I appreciate that, Bill. Yes. Right on. And 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 honestly, that was a really good description of the blood trail. I think it was very educational. I'm actually impressed, to be honest I with you. I think some right. of our listeners could uh, could relate to that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So I'm going to still save because we are we're pushing the time limit now. I think I'm going to save my stories on because I'm so excited to tell them. I really do yeah. like the the one buck that 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 I got, and it was just made it happen. And honestly, did not even think it was possible. But what I did, and the other buck I shot, I didn't even get to claim. It wasn't mine, but I got to shoot it. And it and there's so much to that story. I didn't even tell you that wasn't no, my even know that story wasn't my gun wasn't my buck. <laughs> <laughs> but we well, laid it down and so i'm kind of pumped to tell that one as well because it was kind of wicked it was uh both of them are awesome and then dad's got another deer that he knocked down to to share too so we got so much more to come on these podcasts and uh, but yeah i think it was awesome good deal so that's great and and then yeah anybody that's made it this far again at 28 minutes made it happen and we'll say as long as you share it and tag us and let us know you said you know made it happen share a podcast before the next podcast airs sounds We're good, good i like go. it and we'll draw everybody, everybody that listening. does that and i'm not sure there's going to be a whole lot to do it so it might only be one person you're going to get a hat That's if it. It, if it's more than and uh we'll we'll draw we'll draw names i gotta go fix my teacup now so yeah get some glue <laughs> dad's good at that dad dad you bring, i'll tell you what dad'll send you a hide you tan it you send all those pieces of that mug dad'll reconstruct the mug for you we're good to go <laughs> yeah fair trade i got it uh, that's good. <laughs> how much does that mug mean to you <laughs> yeah well lots because i had to go to nashville to get it the first time so. <laughs> and you ain't getting there now <laughs> no i just about cried when i dropped it <laughs> oh we know we know and i feel for you buddy yep i'm the glue man <laughs> yeah, we were we were decorating holding us together. Yeah, we were decorating, and <laughs> like I leave my hose. <laughs> I leave it up to the wife to move all the ornaments in the in the living room and get ready for the Christmas stuff to go out. And I hear kabam on the floor, and we got these hard wooden floors, and they're they're brutal, they're unforgiving. And she went, "Oh no!" And I said, "What'd you break this time?" And I had bought a carved wooden bull on one of our trips to the Bahamas. And she broke a horn and a leg off. Oh, oh a wooden bowl. Yeah. I thought you said a wooden bowl. No, bowl. A wooden <laughs> carved bowl. A beautiful, big, beautiful bowl. And and she broke a leg and a horn off. So you I glued, glued it. it. <laughs> you got it fixed? Yeah, I got it fixed. I glued it. Trying to get the seams invisible. Rednecks can't own nice stuff. Come on. No. Yeah. <laughs> it was nice for about six months. And then... Uh, a year ago, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm heartbroken. I get yeah. Rednecks can't own nice stuff. That's just how it goes. Oh, and I do. I'm going to end this off with. I know, Bill, how you can drop deer on the spot, but it isn't your style. <laughs> it's not <laughs> because we used to do it nonstop. Uh, I mean, there's been every so many times I've shot a deer and dropped it on the spot. I have dropped a buck 
at 15 yards on the spot, deader than a doornail, went to reload my gun and had to surf a climber tree 20 feet down and jump out of it because I knocked it while I was reloading my gun, dropped that buck on the spot. I watched dad. I came up out of that same ravine sitting in my spot and I watched him drop a nine point 20 yards from us on the spot. Did not move, dropped to the ground and it isn't spining them like everybody thinks. You've got to shoot the biggest friggin' lead made homemade weird looking bullet on the planet. And when that thing hits them, it drops them like a ton of bricks. The problem well, is it's so inconsistent because we used to make our own bullets poured lead and it, they're so big and clunky and they're 50 caliber, but I don't even know what grains they'd be like. They were, they were monsters and I still got some, but they weren't accurate to save your life for, for shooting that long get, range uh, within 50 yards. Dead nuts. When I get around to the uh, the second deer, I tell you, I'll, it was as close to dropping on the spot. spot. But, uh, but that's the second deer. I'll but I haven't you. I haven't dropped one on the spot since switching to my inline and and <laughs> using and using like the, the power. A couple belts. years ago, I in fact I got up into my stand and a nice buck come out of that bed area and walked towards the corn, and I put the gun up and snap. I, click actually i forgot to put the uh, primer on the gun and I went, oh no and, and i i broke the gun open and show of hands who's shocked yeah and i pulled the, <laughs> the, the quick loader out of my out of my coat and i'm trying to get a quick loader a new name when it's that, in the hands of him whatever it, and i'm trying to get a primer and i'm shaking and i get the primer on and i thought he's gonna walk into the corn but he doesn't he stops at the shaking. corn and turns Was it from and he excitement? comes along the corn i finally get fumble and get the the primer on and now he's walking right at me he's walking right to me and his head's down he's sniffing the ground while i slam the gun shut and he looks he brings his head up he's 20 yards i put the gun right at the base of his neck and his chest oh okay but i mean a broadside normal right shot. back legs and huh? went over sideways and he never moved when you put it right through See? his neck, okay. Yeah, awesome. they drop on the spot like well, that. Well, and this year I had one drop too. That that buck I shot without not using my gun, but I again, that was unorthodox. <laughs> You'll have to wait All to right. hear it. <laughs> story for another time. Yep, I'm excited to share my stories, and, and but hey, I love listening to yours. And then yeah. you got to get your brother on too, so that's awesome. Yep. But yeah, all right. Appreciate All right, your guys. time. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, you too, guys. Good night. night. And that'll do it for this week, folks, for the Redneck Country Podcast. I'm Bill, the Almost Guy Tom. And I'm Todd. And thanks for listening. And, folks, if you want to be part of the podcast or you want to give us some feedback or really contact us about anything, feel free to email us at podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Again, that's podcast at theredneckcountry.com. Thanks for listening. Talk to you again next week. <laughs>